Hello, welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women and men here that have the desire to walk in the kingdom of God. They're endeavoring to lay down their flesh and walk in the kingdom. And I welcome you to join us. And I expect the Lord to minister. He is already ministering. And the Lord would say to you, you are in a great place. The man is in a great place when there is no other help but God. Moses was in that place at the Red Sea and God made a way. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in that place and God made a way. Daniel was in that place when he was thrown into the lion's den and God made a way. Jesus was in hell and God made a way. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Father, the man and the God that make the way. They make the way. And that way was bought for you at Calvary. Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and open up the meeting with prayer. My Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father, I thank you. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. I thank you, Father. And Father, I ask, I ask for a spirit of grace on this meeting, a spirit of grace a spirit of grace, a spirit of grace, Father, on this meeting. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I thought last week that that was the last of the series that we were doing, How Jesus Did It. And of course, you know, most of you know, we've had an interesting beginning of the week. And I was praying, I think it was uh, Tuesday, and we were praying for Doyle, and things were moving, and God spoke to me and he said what he said this is what i want you to do how jesus did it and i tell you what it was i got so excited i i love when the spirit speaks because i know i know just like so many of us that were at the, when i was at water of life back in the 80s and the 90s i would have issues i would have situations i would have questions and I would go to church and, and Doyle would be talking about something totally different. And he would stop in the middle of his message and he would answer. God would answer me through the spirit out of Doyle's mouth. I expect some of you are going to get this today because we are going to talk about how Jesus did it coming out of hell. How Jesus got out of hell. hell. And you will find that when we look at this, you're going to find a lot of truths and you're going to find a lot of answers and you're going to find a lot of direction. I'm going to begin in 1 John 2, 6, like we have been. And I'm going to go, there we go. 1 John 2, 6, it's, and it is written, the Apostle John says, He that saith, he abideth in him, and he's referring to Jesus. He that saith, he abideth in Jesus, ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. So if you put that in there, he that saith he abideth in Jesus. If you say you abide in Jesus, then you ought yourself to walk even as Jesus walked. Beautiful direction. You don't know how to do this? You walk like Jesus walked. We have to walk it like Jesus walked. And we've talked about several of these um these uh, points about Jesus, several of the things that we have seen about Jesus, how he had to walk in the spirit, how he had to walk by faith, how he walked with money, how he walked, how he walked by uh, doing the Father's will. And all these things that we have looked over, that's the way Jesus walked. Well, if we say we abide in Jesus, then we need to walk as he walked. And today, we're going to look at something that we won't have to do. Thank you, Jesus. 
He did it for us. But when we look at how he did it, it's going to help us to walk like he walked. We are going to look at how Jesus got out of hell, how he was resurrected, how he was resurrected. Now, I want us to go, I'm going to lay some groundwork first, a couple verses. The first one we're going to go to is, um, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 15. And we're going to go to verse 21. So 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 21. I love these scriptures. Let's, let's begin with verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. 21. For since by man, and that word is in the Strong's, by man came death. For since by man came death. And we know from the next verse that man was Adam. That man was Adam. He was built to be, he was created to be just like Jesus. But he fell. He rebelled. And he fell. And when Adam fell, he brought in sin. And when he sinned, he brought in death. So, verse 21. For since by man came death, Adam, by man, stop. You see that word? By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For since by man came death, you needed another man. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. And you say, well, was that Jesus? Look in the next verse. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Who was the second man? The second man was Jesus. So when we look at these verses today, when we look at how Jesus was resurrected, we must remember that he did this all, went to Calvary, died, was buried, and raised again. He did it as a man. He did it just like you and I. He did it as a man. You got that? Now, the next verse we're going to look at is 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6, and we're going to go to verse 17. Verse 17, I want you to look at this verse. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17, but he that is joined unto the Lord, unto Jesus, is one spirit, is one spirit. Do you believe that verse? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. You know what that means? That means you got the spirit of Jesus in you. That means that the same spirit that was in the man that got out of hell, that same spirit is in you. And you got him when you were born again. You got the seed. You got the spirit of Jesus, Romans um, Romans 8, 9, when you were born again, you received the spirit of Jesus. You didn't receive the Holy Ghost, you received the spirit of Jesus. And he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So as we look at how Jesus got out of hell, how he got through the resurrection, I want you to remember he did it as a man. And you have the same spirit in you that he had getting out of hell. Now, let's go to um, why, how Jesus got out of hell. The first thing was it was given to him as a commandment to get out of hell. So we're going to go to, for, um, we're going to go to John 10. I'm putting these verses up because I want you to see them with your eyes. John 10, verse 17. And this is Jesus speaking because it's in red. Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Do you hear that? That I might take it again. You got that spirit in you. Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. 
I have power to lay it down. Beautiful. And I have power to take it again. And then the next phrase, this commandment. This commandment. What was the commandment? To lay his life down, to pick it up again. Have I received of my father? Do you see that Jesus didn't go to hell on his own? And he didn't come out of hell on his own. He couldn't. I want you to understand that what the word says is true and the, and the scriptures cannot be broken. Jesus went to Calvary. Jesus died. Jesus was buried. And Jesus was raised again as a man. As a man. He could do none of this on his own. He could do none of this on his own. But he got a commandment. That he's to lay down his life and he's to pick it up again. He didn't just decide to do this. It was a commandment. Do you understand that? Jesus didn't do anything out of the Father's will. Neither should we. You want to have the same power to have God work with you like he did with Jesus? Then we got to walk like Jesus walked. And Jesus stayed in the love of God. He did the Father's commandments. He did the Father's will. If you say, if you say that you abide in Jesus, then you need to walk as Jesus walked. And you're going to have to stay in the Father's will. It was a commandment. The Father gave Jesus a commandment. The Father sent Jesus here, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Now, I want us to show that Jesus had faith. Did you know that? He had to have. Why? Because he was just like you and I. He couldn't do, he had no power. He left his power in heaven. Jesus had to become a man just like us. To walk in the earth as we walk, he had to come in just like we come in. And he came in as a baby. He came in conceived in a, by a virgin, but he came in as a baby. And he had to walk like we walk because he was a man. If you say, if you abide in Jesus, then you want to walk like he walked. And he was a man. Now, let's show you had faith. I want us to go to Psalm 16. I expect by the time this is over, some of you will see some things and have some things in your heart that you can rely on because that's what this is all for. All right, Psalm 16. And I'm going to go to verse 9. Verse nine, it says, therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. Well, let's go to verse eight. It says, I have set the Lord always before me. And this is talking about Jehovah. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. And you can change that to tongue. And my glory rejoices. My flesh, my flesh also shall rest in hope, in hope for. Thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. David wrote this song. Thou will show me, show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. And like the apostle Peter said in Acts, Acts 2, he said, this isn't, this isn't, even though David wrote this psalm, this psalm is not about David because we know David died and he saw corruption. But Jesus didn't see corruption. David is speaking by the spirit of Jesus in him. Oh, this is beautiful. Before Jesus even left heaven, he gave his words to David and David prophesied them. It was the spirit of Jesus in David, that's in First Peter, it's the spirit of Jesus in David that's speaking. And what does he speak? This is how Jesus handled hell. I set the Lord always before me. How many times do we hear, keep your eyes on Jesus? Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope for thou will not leave my soul in hell. 
neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou will show me the path of life. This is before he even went to the cross. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know who read this psalm when he was young? Jesus. Do you know that Jesus is the word? Do you know that Jesus spoke these words through David? Do you know that Jesus also knew them as a child? Jesus knew why he came. And he knew where he was headed. And he knew he was headed there as a man. He wasn't going to have any power when he went to the cross. He wasn't even going to have the spirit. He wasn't going to have God with him for a while. But he went anyway. Why? He had the commandment. And he knew. And he knew that he knew. That he knew from those Psalms and from the prophets and from what he had in his heart, he was coming out. But he had to come out. The only way he could come out was by obedience to the Father and faith. And faith. He had no godly powers. The only way he was coming out of hell was obedience to the Father's commandment and faith. Well, guess where that leaves us? If we say that we abide in Jesus, we ought to walk like he walked. So how do we walk? By the Father's, by the Father's commandments. And that's not the law. Those are the words of Jesus. By the words of Jesus. Jesus said, my words, they abide in you. By the words of Jesus, and Jesus' words were all given to him by the Father. So we walk in the will of the Father, and we walk by faith. Do you see that? We walk by obedience to the Father and the words, the word, and by faith. By faith, we do it just like Jesus did. Now let's go on. I want us to go to Psalm 22 because I want us to see something here. How Jesus handled hell. Once he, once, once he was on the cross, by the time that he was finished on the cross, he said, it is finished. And when he said it was finished, we'll go to verse one. When he was on the cross, he did everything that was written in the word that he had to do. And I want us to show us, we know that Psalm 22 is Jesus because of the first verse. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? But that first line, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know who said those words? A man. A man. Hanging on the cross. And God had to forsake him. There was a point we know on the cross. There was a time. It is written in the book of Hebrews. It's in, in its, uh, was it chapter 9, verse 14? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who, who, Jesus, through Jesus Christ, who, through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God? There was a man on the cross. And through that eternal spirit, Jesus offered himself as our sacrifice. And it was through the eternal spirit, that Holy Ghost, than the Father that laid all our iniquities on a man's body, in a man's soul, in a man's heart. He said, my heart is broken. All our sin went on a man. All our sin went into his soul. Once he did everything on the cross that he needed to do for you and I, he did it for you and I. He didn't have to go to the cross. He had done nothing wrong. There was not a bit of sin in him. It says that, who offered himself without spot. But the Holy Spirit, the Father, through the Holy Ghost, put all our sins on that man. Yours, mine. Don't forget where your sins went. Don't forget 
where your sins went. Don't keep your sins anymore. Put them where they belong. They went on the cross. Put your sins where they belong. They went on the body of Jesus. Then he said, it is finished. And through, um, it says he was in paradise, but it also says he went to hell. He went to hell. And I want us to notice something here in Psalm 22 before I come back. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus speaking. Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, Jesus is roaring. He said, oh my God, verse 2, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And I cry in the night season and am not silent. Jesus went to hell. Jesus went to hell, and we'll see this in the next psalm, but he didn't stop crying out. That is not the crying with tears. That is the crying with his voice. Day and night, while Jesus was in hell, he cried out. And you know what? According to Psalm 22, God didn't hear him. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from me in the words of my roaring? And God didn't hear. Why didn't God hear? Why didn't God hear him? He had your and my sin on him, and he was paying for it. Jesus just didn't carry your sins. He paid for them. He paid for them. He paid for your poverty. He paid for your sickness. He paid for your safety. Now, let's go to Psalm 88. A powerful, powerful psalm. We're going to go to Psalm 88. This psalm speaks of Jesus in hell. All right, the beginning first verse. O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Do you see that? Do you see that? He is crying day and night. You know, Jesus spoke the parable. I want to say this. Jesus spoke the parable about the unjust judge and the widow woman and how she went to the judge day and night until she got what she needed. Well, guess what? This is the extreme. This is the extreme. Jesus in hell crying day and night to the Father. If you say, you abide in Jesus. We need to walk as he walked. And he gave us that, that parable about the unjust judge. Folks, we need to be crying out. We need to do it like Jesus did it. Jesus cried out day and night to the Father. Amen? Now let's go back. Verse 2, let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. Still crying out. For my soul is full of troubles. That word is evils. You know whose evils he had? Mine. Mine. He was in hell crying out because he had my evil in him and yours. And my life draweth nigh into the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength. Free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more. They are cut off from thine hand. Now look at verse six. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit. Jesus went to the lowest pit. Why? He was the, he was the greatest sinner. Jesus went to the lowest pit because he was the greatest sinner. Jesus became the world's greatest sinner because he carried your sins and my sins in his soul. He carried them in his soul. It was as if he had done them. I remember, and I've said, shared this many times, but God said to me one day, Kathy, Jesus didn't carry your sins in a suitcase. He carried them in his heart. It was as if he committed them and he became the world's greatest sinner. So he had to go to the world's greatest hell and that was the lowest pit let's go back this is our messiah and this is how he gets out he said thou hast laid me in the lowest pit in darkness in the deeps 
Verse 7, thy wrath lieth hard on me. Do you see that? Whose wrath? The Father's wrath lieth hard on Jesus. Hard. He was paying for me. He was paying for you. Don't forget that. He was paying for you. And the Father took it out on Jesus. So he didn't have to take it out on you. Thy wrath lieth hard on me. The Father's wrath on Jesus. Because of you. Because of me. The Father lieth Thy wrath lieth hard on me. Thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. Verse 8, Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up and I cannot come forth. Jesus could not get out of hell. Don't forget he was a man. That was a man's soul and a man's spirit in hell. And he couldn't get out. Ever been there? Ever felt like you were there? You got the same spirit in you. You have the seed. You got the seed. The seed is Jesus. You got that same spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Oh, if we would get the revelation and keep that in our hearts. We got him in us, folks. If you are born again, he is in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And he proves it. Let's go back. It says, my eye mourneth by reason of affliction. And here we go again. Lord, I have called daily unto thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Do you see he is still crying day and night in hell. He doesn't get quiet. He keeps praying. He keeps crying out. And then he asks, He says some questions. Will thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? In verse 13, but unto thee have I cried, O Lord. He's still crying. And I love this next part. And in the morning, in the morning, Jesus told his disciples three days and three nights he'll be in the heart of the earth. Well, this is where he is right now. And here he says, in the morning, shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why cast off my soul? Why hidest thy face from me? Do you see? The father isn't looking at him still. He's still rejected. Look at this next verse. I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up while I suffer thy tears. He is suffering the tears of God. I am distracted. Oh, I love this. I am distracted. Oh, thank God Jesus was distracted. Oh, thank God for those of us that are endeavoring to stay in the spirit and we get distracted while our Lord and our King had been there. I, he said, I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy tears have cut me off. They come round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend has thou put far from me mine acquaintance in the darkness. But don't forget, he doesn't stop crying out. Jesus does not stop crying out. He does not stop believing. And just like Abraham, remember, he doesn't consider. He does not consider where he's at. He doesn't consider the situation he's in. He keeps crying. You know, what's it say in Hebrews? He says, for the joy that's before him, he doesn't consider the cross. He doesn't consider it. He puts it down. He doesn't consider it. He goes and he cries. And then, one of my favorite verses, Psalm 18. Psalm 18, 
our Messiah, our Savior, the one that we are to walk like, Psalm 18. And I'm going to start in verse 4. This is still Jesus in hell. It says, The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. He says, The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. Do you see Jesus couldn't come out? Remember, he's a man. But remember that the spirit in there is one in us. It says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And I cried unto my God. We've seen that in the last two Psalms, but something's different in Psalm 18. Look at the next phrase. He heard. He heard. God heard. Glory be to Jesus. He finally heard. God heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears god finally heard and what happens after god hears then the earth shook and trembled the foundations also the hills moved and were shaken because god was wroth the earth starts to quake why there went up a smoke out of his nostrils, fire his mouth devoured, coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also, and he came down. God is coming down. Jesus cried day and night, and the Father finally hears him. He bowed the heavens also and came down. Darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and did fly, yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him, were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. But the brightness that was before him as thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings and discomforted them. Oh, things are moving. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundation of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. God, he sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness that my has he recompensed me. Jesus didn't stop crying. And then there came a time that God heard and God went and got him. I want us to go to why that happened. All right, let's go to Isaiah 53, familiar verses. Isaiah 53, what happened? And I'm going to go to verse 10. It said, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. And thou shalt make his soul, Jesus' soul, an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11. The Father, Jehovah, shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, there's your resurrection. Will I divide him a portion with the great? Therefore, therefore, what's the therefore? The father saw the travail of Jesus' soul. He saw it, Jesus' travail. 
three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. And there came a time that was enough. It was enough. The father saw the travail of his soul and he was satisfied and he brought Jesus out. You will see in Romans 8, you will see all through the Bible, Acts 2, it was the father that raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus couldn't do it on his own. He was a man. He was a man. The father had to go get him. And you know what? Like I said in the, in the beginning, I love it. There is no greater place to be than just like Jesus, you have no way out but God. You have no way out but God. You see how Jesus did it? He cried day and night. He cried day and night. And I can hear you saying, well, what if it takes me years? What if it takes you years? You still get it. You got something that needs changed. Jesus just showed us how to get it. We cry out day and night, day and night. We stay in the will, the love of the Father, and we cry out day and night. Because you know what? Jesus raised from the dead, he satisfied the Father. He satisfied the Father. The Father was entreated for you and me. The Father is satisfied with the sacrifice of Jesus, so he is satisfied with you and me. You know why we know that the father was entreated and the father received the sacrifice of Jesus because he raised Jesus from the dead. But you know what's so wonderful about that? It's not that Jesus came out of the grave. It's not that Jesus just became a man again. Oh, it is so much greater than that. Turn with me. Uh, turn with me to Hebrews 2. Come on, come here. There we go. Hebrews 2. And I'm going to go to verse 14. Verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same. And we know that. He went to the cross as a man. That through death, through a man's death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus didn't just become alive again. Jesus destroyed the power of the devil. He made it completely null and void. He made it void. The devil has no more authority, only what you and I give him. He lost his authority with Jesus. Jesus not only became alive again. Matthew 28, I read it this morning on the program, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power, all power, Jesus conquered death. He conquered death. Do you see he just didn't become alive again? He conquered death. You and I will not die the death of someone that is not born again. We will not die the death of hell. We will not die the death of the lake of fire. You know what happens to the Christians? Christians don't die. They just sleep. They just sleep. Why? Jesus conquered death. He conquered death. He conquered hell. And you read in John, when Jesus was resurrected, he resurrected a whole bunch with him. And they walked into Jerusalem and people saw them. Grandma shows up at your front door. Why? Jesus conquered death. Why would we be afraid of something that's been conquered? Why would we be afraid of a spirit that's been conquered? Why are we afraid of any devil? They've been conquered. They've been conquered. They've been judged. They lost their power to Jesus. If we say we abide 
in Jesus. We ought to walk like he walked. So we cry out day and night. We stay in the Father's will. And we get out just like the man Jesus did. And don't forget, we got that spirit in us. We can't say that we are not as strong as Jesus because we have Jesus in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. And I want to say, if you want to be born again, if you would like to be born again, if you would like that spirit in you, the one that came out of hell, you can have him. He wants to be in you. He wants you. That's why he went to the cross. Because for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus so that you wouldn't perish, but you'd have eternal life. Isn't it wonderful knowing you will never die? You will just sleep. You will just rest. You can have that. If you want the spirit of Jesus, if you want Jesus in you, if you want him Lord of your life, repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Become Lord of my life. Come in. Take over. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, those that have prayed that prayer, give them the assurance of your spirit in their heart. Give them your assurance. Make yourself known, Jesus, to them, that they know that you have come in. Oh, I love Jesus can birth a strong birth. I thank you. Now, if you would like the Holy Ghost, Stephanie, I'm talking to you. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead? Are you ready to receive the spirit that teaches, guides, teaches about Jesus, guides you into Jesus, makes you walk like Jesus? Amen. If you would like baptized in the Holy Ghost, I would, I'm going to ask, I'm going to pray for you. Put your hand on the screen. Put your hand on whatever device you're using. And I'm going to pray, Father, I thank you. You said in the book of Luke, anyone that asks for the Holy Ghost because you are a father that loves you will give you will give it says if you ask the father for us for a bread would you give him a stone if he asked him for bread would he give him a stone no no fathers aren't like that you are our heavenly father. Father, I thank you. I thank you that those that ask for the Holy Ghost, you are giving it to them right now in Jesus' name. Right now in the name of Jesus. Father, pour out your spirit into their belly. I thank you, Father, because it's a gift. It's a gift that Jesus paid for. It is a gift. Jesus said, I must go away because if I go away, I will send the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Father, I thank you. You pour out that spirit now into their belly in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you into their belly in Jesus' name. I thank you. You are pouring out that spirit now in the name of Jesus. Father, pour out that spirit now in the name of Jesus, filling up their belly with your spirit. Father, filling it up with your love, your spirit. Father, I thank you. And out of their mouths, through their belly, they speak a language that they don't know. Out of their belly shall flow rivers, rivers, not a trickle, rivers of living water. Father, I thank you that they open their mouth. I thank you and speak in tongues. Oh, 
Hasaratie, Hasotoke, Hasaratie say. I thank you, Father, that this Holy Ghost is the seal of their salvation. I thank you, Father, that this Holy Ghost is the seal of their salvation and the down payment of their inheritance in you. Amen. Amen. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I'm just trying to see where the Spirit wants to go. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. I give thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you for that spirit. I thank you for the same power that raised Jesus from the dead be on us now. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the working of miracles. I thank you the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is on us now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you for that power. I thank you for the working of miracles. Father, I thank you for the working of miracles. I thank you, Father. 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 I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I come against these unclean spirits in Jesus' name. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I come against these unclean spirits in the name of Jesus. I come against these unclean spirits in the name of Jesus. I stand against you. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I command these unclean spirits to come out. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I command you, I command you, I command you to come out in Jesus' name. I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. I command these unclean spirits to come out in Jesus' name. I command these unclean spirits to come out in Jesus' name. God's ministering to you. Raise your hand. I command these unclean spirits to come out in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out. I command you to come out. I command you to come out. I command this unclean spirit to come out in Jesus' name. I command you to come out. I command you in the name of Jesus. These unclean spirits come out in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out in Jesus' name. I command these unclean spirits to come out. I command them. Command you. Oh, yes. I command you in the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. These drugs, these unclean spirits of drugs, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out, you wicked spirit. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out, come out, come out, you thirsty spirit. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out, come out, come out in Jesus' name. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out, 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 come out in Jesus' name. These drugs come out. 
these drugs come out. Alcohol, come out. You wicked spirit that thirsts for alcohol, come out in the name of Jesus. Oh yeah, come out in the name of Jesus. You have been paid for. You have been paid for. You have been conquered. I give thanks. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in Jesus' name. You have been conquered. Come out in the name of Jesus. You have been conquered. You have been conquered in the name of Jesus. You have been conquered. Come out. Come out. I'm looking at you, Spirit. Come out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you have been conquered. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. Come out. Oh, yes. Come out. Come out in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. You have been conquered. Amen. 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 I get thanks, Father. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks for your power now. I thank you. I thank you what you're doing in us. I thank you you're getting us ready. I thank you, Father, you're getting us ready. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Let me know how it's going, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.